0: Welcome to Grab life, big,
1: Grab life Big,
0: the exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead
1: epic life, or as a few of us say, badass rich guys Would do epic shit. And now, your host, Pet Hybin If this is empty, this doesn't matter.
0: I'm glad you were home. Huh?
1: wrong tribe confounds the right tribe compounds get your free copy of the runaway bestseller tribe of millionaires a twenty dollar value at tribe of millionaires.com free just pay the shipping that's tribe of millionaires.com
0: all right go bros welcome to the go bro room i got mr eric forney here from indianapolis indiana what's up eric
1: hey pat how are you man?
0: Good buddy, hey, why don't you kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself, but do it this way: like, um, give me a life story from the day you were born until now, and and, but you know, keep it brief, like five minutes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as you mentioned, out of Indiana, Indianapolis, actually. So, born and raised to um, some amazing parents here. Uh, I guess really in kind of nowhere town, Indiana. They're uh, 145 people in, in the town I grew up in, so was actually raised with all of my extended family as well on the same um, country block, grew up uh, a farming family. My entire childhood, though, I wanted to become a professional sports broadcaster, so I went to college um, on a broadcast journalism scholarship. And I worked for a few radio and television stations before uh, finally getting out of the industry in 2007 as... The news industry, I think, stripped every ounce of passion that I had um, for broadcasting <laughs> from me. Wow! So, so I got out of I got out of um, out of the journalism business and decided that if I could talk to people on air, that I could probably do sales. So I knew nothing about it and uh, and went to work for uh, the first company that hired me, which was Sherwin Williams. So I started selling paint um, <laughs> in my new career, and then. Started out as like a management training, ran a paint store, and then was a outside sales rep. Got bit with the real estate bug in 2009 as I watched my customers make almost my annual salary, flipping like one house. And um, (laughs) I didn't think that they were too astute for business. And I thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And so it was 2009, and I bought a house to flip. And you can imagine how well that went. So uh, 2012 rolled around, I finally sold it and- Wait I a minute,
0: just, so were you still selling paint?
1: I was, I was, yeah. So I was, uh, the first house I bought took three years to sell. Three and, years, um, holy yeah, Did you
0: lose I, money on it?
1: I actually did not end up losing money by the time the market turned around and picked back up and, and ended up moving into it after it didn't sell. And so finally kept it to avoid any capital gains and then oh, sold okay. it uh, three years later. So- but by that point, I, had, I ended up, by the time the market picked back up, I made about 45000 on it, which by the time I got out of the, the painting industry it was September of 2015, I, my annual salary was $39,000 that year. So I made more money on that house than I did uh, selling paint and um, got into real estate full time and And was the number one um, real estate uh, individual agent for Keller Williams uh, in 2016 for our region here, Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. And then started a a team the following year and uh, run the number one real estate team in the Ohio Valley region for Keller Williams now.
0: Well, and, and do you still flip houses?
1: not nearly as effectively as uh i would like to say that that i do I'll, I'll do a handful i'll try to get about one a quarter but um but i actually took over as the operating principal of a keller williams uh franchise here in indianapolis uh, at the beginning of the year so between our team being in the second year of existence and running a keller williams market center my time is a little limited right now from from a flipping standpoint so
0: wait a minute so okay so so you went from flipping to become, you were like, screw it. I'm going to just get an agent rather than trying to make, you know, I mean, what do you think that you had such a shitty first transaction? that you, Cause I, I, you know, that I thought the story was going to be like, and then I started flipping and I, you know, flip a hundred houses a year now.
1: Now uh, nah,
0: I'm going to get my license and make 3%. That's a little more guaranteed instead of 10% that's riskier. Is that kind of what happened?
1: I act and no, actually, it, my intention was to flip houses. What I what I thought was if I just did four of them a year, I would I would never go back to selling paint ever again. And uh, and so that first year, I I flipped four. And as a byproduct of those of those flips, I was putting before and after photos on Facebook, and and my database started reaching out and, and asking real estate related questions, and then the The retail side of of my real estate license kind of accidentally spiraled out of control to where all my time got spent on servicing consumers and very little time was left from a flipping standpoint. So I actually never intended to to help uh, buyers and sellers, and that just happened by accident.
0: Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. And then and then, like next thing you know, then you started working a bunch of buyers. Then you built a team. Yeah. So, in the middle of building this team, like, why did you t- tend to become uh, the office manager of the office that you're in?
1: Yeah, I think for me, there were a few different reasons. I went from from selling paint to to selling 130 homes as an individual agent my by, um, uh, by my third year in the business and by yourself. I, yeah, I ended up.
0: Jeez, how do you do no that? That's life. ten <laughs> ounces a month.
1: <laughs> As you would know, I had no life from a quality of life standpoint.
0: No, that's um, terrible. Yeah, you didn't have any yeah. assistance or anything.
1: I had actually hired someone um, at the time that I hit my seventy-sixth um, transaction to be a to be a runner and what I thought would be some some assistant, yeah. but I had, I had no idea what I was. So
0: doing. you must have been working like twenty hours out of twenty-four a day.
1: It was pretty miserable. It was it was really miserable. So I mean from a result standpoint, um that was good. From a uh quality of life, not so much. So True. by the time by the time I got to probably that one fifty to two hundred transaction mark. I think that there were other agents in our market who had their own opinion on who I was mm-hmm. and um, and it wasn't favorable as you would imagine. And so we actually got a lot of complaints to the board and to the Kelly Williams office that, that um, I affiliate with uh, about, about me or about my team. And so <laughs> really? um, I took a lot of that personally. Why? Just cause and, you were giving shitty oh, yeah, service
0: yeah, to the co-op agents and then they would complain yeah, the against part, you cause yeah, they can't get a hold of you or whatever.
1: Yep, yep. That was the biggest one. You know, and we, we're claim, we claim that we're closed on Sundays. Uh, we structure from a system standpoint. We list all of our houses on, on Wednesdays or Thursdays so we can drive multiple offers.
0: Yeah, of for, course, for why not? Monday. There's nothing wrong with uh, so we,
1: that. Yeah. But they so, you agents know, it's, don't uh, like it. Real estate it, is this odd gentleman's game. That's right, that's right. And <laughs> so I so got a lot of backlash, and, uh, and it really actually took a toll on me from a from a mindset standpoint and um and so my my coach had really challenged me with the fact that no one was ever going to go out and share anything favorable about me so it was my it was my job to to go out and spread my own message if if half the country went to war because of Abraham Lincoln who's widely regarded as one of the greatest presidents then why would they like you Eric Forney and so it's, it was my job to go retell my own narrative. And um, <laughs> part of that narrative was to be a better leader. Hmm. And, and so that's how I've challenged myself and, and where the opportunity showed up to, to run a real estate franchise was to, to really take on leadership as that next path to mastery.
0: That's crazy, dude. Well, good. Well, I mean, you obviously like to be busy and obviously like to be productive. So, so let's talk about your your what what. Per, let's do some one seat sheet stuff. What yeah. uh, what percentage are you?
1: Not quite, not quite a hundred percent. So, when we uh, look at things, my my. Luckily, I'm used to living on a relatively low amount of um, annual income. Given that it wasn't that long ago, I was. You know, nearly fifty thousand dollars from an income standpoint. So, from an expense standpoint, I'm I'm pretty low, uh, just shy of one hundred percent from a horizontal income. So,
0: what are so you? Are just you a, single? Just a little over
1: ninety percent.
0: Are you single? I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yes. So you're you're.
1: I have an amazing girlfriend, but no <laughs> expenses there. And no so your expenses done.
0: are like forty five hundred bucks a month, personally
1: um so i'm I'm showing on my end I've got about eighty six thousand in horizontal income and my um my expenses are are just a little over a hundred
0: okay i got you okay well that's fair that's good though but okay, so that eighty six grand what what does that include what is it where's that come from
1: yeah, so I have investment in market centers as well um okay. i've got uh, a couple of rental properties from a single family um rental standpoint some some stock investments and uh, and one Airbnb.
0: Okay. And that makes you 86 grand a year sideways, yeah. horizontally. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's good news. And uh, let's talk about your health. What do you weigh?
1: Uh, 186 pounds.
0: What do you want to weigh?
1: That's tough. You know, I, I, at one point was highly into bodybuilding or, or, or powerlifting. So I've been as high as 240 and as low as Hmm. as one sixty. I feel pretty comfortable. Geez you've, you've had
0: You've had you've had an eighty pound Yeah. It, it, when you were two forty, was all that muscle because you were bodybuilding?
1: It was probably I probably was eighteen or percent or so body fat at, at my heaviest, down probably as low as as eight or nine. And right now I'm a, I'm I'm around thirteen percent.
0: Yeah, well eighteen yeah. for a two I mean, wow, that's crazy. So now, right now, you're not bodybuilding.
1: No, no, I I am not. No, I uh, I make it my goal to get to the gym from purely a a health standpoint, so that I've got the energy to to sustain my way of life, and so that my mindset's there.
0: And and were you competing? Like uh, no, incompet- no,
1: I wasn't. No, you weren't doing I, I that. You I were could. you were just
0: working out hard.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I could have gotten. I don't know that I have the discipline from a dietary standpoint to get down into the low single digits body fat wise. Hmm.
0: So, all right, well, that's good. So nowadays, right, you're kind of right in the middle and like, what's your diet? Like what do you eat?
1: Yeah. So, Today I do a lot of intermittent fasting, so I I'll target sixteen hours. I try to get um, into the late afternoon before um, before eating, and then I I'll go primarily keto for the remainder of the day. Not necessarily because I'm because I have uh, weight goals or that I have health goals necessarily, but more so by the way I feel. Uh, and so I find that I actually feel the best. From a almost from like a digestive gut health standpoint of being mm-hmm. keto, so I'll, I'll go that way for the back for the second eight hour portion of the day.
0: That's okay. And and what does that do for you? Like, does that does that you think that gives you a lot of energy?
1: I think that I'm as mentally clear as I can be when I'm not eating um, or when I'm fasting, and then um, if I'm not sluggish from junk food that helps a lot too
0: Hmm. and, and uh, do you drink do you have caffeine
1: yeah probably way too much
0: okay but that yeah. uh, the, you're 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 doing caffeine within the fast right i
1: am yeah, yeah.
0: okay so that, that helps yeah. curbs it yeah all right cool so and then how do you work out now
1: so uh, yeah i i believe i'm i'm just inherently lazy. So I've, I've hired a trainer so that uh, I have that extra layer of accountability to to force me to go to the gym, so to speak, who, you know, he'll follow up with me text if I if I don't show up or he doesn't see that I've booked my, my appointments ahead of time, we'll go to the gym and, and really, uh, my main focus at this point is really just strength training and overall fitness with no long-term goals. I signed up to do an Ironman last year after being challenged by my, my business coach and um, found that I had almost no passion for that. So at this, so I didn't actually follow through with the uh, the race itself. And, and so now it's just purely uh, just to show up as my just best self. trainer.
0: I do the same yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And I think it actually lends to a lot of functionality and a lot of, um, you know, different, muscle movements i mean like when you have a trainer i think when you go to the gym by yourself you tend to do the same stuff you might say i'm going to mix it up but generally what i found is i don't you know you do what what you're used to and um so having the trainer is definitely a way to mix it up and add flexibility and give you functionality in all parts of your body
1: and for me, I don't want to think about it or have to plan something else in my life. And so to be able to show up and be on autopilot with no responsibility uh, is good for me as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So, all right, cool. And so let's talk um, now about uh, you giving back. What do you do to give back?
1: You know, I, this, is wh- this is an area that I, that I would need a lot of improvement on, at least from a monetary standpoint. So I do a lot of, uh, of real estate and business coaching and and consulting. I'll I'll travel and teach a lot as well. For so free, from a meaning helping
0: helping out other people.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, and um, and so you know, from a time standpoint, that's that's one way in which I'll give. But from a from a charitable giving or from a cause standpoint, um, it's definitely something where I need to improve. What I found is that I'm a lot more willing to help an individual if, if they need something at a time of need, whereas I struggle to be, to, to be drawn to a larger cause. Like I, I would, I, I struggle to give to the American cancer society, as opposed to if someone had had cancer and was in need of, yeah, of resources. has more
0: soul, right? When you're, yeah I do the same thing, dude. I do the same thing. I do the exact same thing. You know, I, I like to get, hands on you know deep with it or else it doesn't have any soul for me it is like i mean i've once i i have about six of them that i you know I'm like a monthly payment on yeah. but i but it doesn't it's not the same as like having a mentee that you're helping paying his school for or having a That's um, right. you know whatever you know helping somebody out you know in any way shape or form where you get to meet them and you get to talk to them and they're they're real
1: you actually see the tangible results of what you're giving instead of the statistics of it. I think that, for me, is why I've struggled with, with contribution.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I have, um, I have two mentees in Baltimore City, and, like, the one guy's in – I've been paying for his private school since uh, for a while, probably five years. Awesome. And, and um, you know, funny thing is now he's in high school, and then in the Catholic school system, you know, they want to bump you up they want to keep in that system but the funny thing is this year it, you know the this fucking the the tuition is like fifteen five or something <laughs> so in the past it's been like you know a, a, you know this is like five grand or whatever it was like yeah. kind of a no-brainer and then he's like yep all right well i'm going to catholic high school i said you can do it yeah you know we got them all got them all um You know, in the interview process, and I coached them through it, and everything, and they got accepted and all, and then the bill came. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, this is." But um, yeah,
1: it's like having another one in college.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. But I'm not gonna pull it back. You know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, couldn't do that. It's too late. You know. So, anyways, it's it's. I love it. You know, I love that. I'd much rather do that than write it. Than just you know, like you said, donate to some some charity
1: the wrong tribe confounds the right tribe compounds get your free copy of the runaway bestseller tribe of millionaires a $20 value at tribe of free just pay the shipping that's tribeofmillionaires.com. <laughs>
0: So, um, all right. So let's talk about your life happiness index. What is your life happiness index score?
1: Yeah. I, I put down that. I think that I'm an eight and, um,
0: eight and like the average of all of them are eight.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. I,
0: yeah. Okay. I, so you really I, haven't like averaged You haven't like, you haven't filled it, have it out not. basically. Okay. No, that's cool. I have not. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's all yeah. right. Yeah.
1: If you were just to pull me on, on, on doing that, that, uh, sorry, and I, and I apologize. I probably need a better explanation of what that would look like, but I guess if I was looking at like a 1 to 10 scale.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, what we do is we have, um, um, you have like, you rate things like you have a giving back is one, a relationship with your mom is one, relationship with your siblings is one, relationship with, you know, whatever is one, uh, horizontal income is one age defying health is well, weight is one drinking, uh, drinking the right amount of water is one. So there's tons of little things and then, oh, you gotcha, give, gotcha. Then, then you give yourself a score on every of those things. And then, um, and then you get the average of, of that, you know, so your average might be, you know, eight is decent, right? Like most people's average are like six and a half, right? Cause you, you're going to have stuff that brings you down. Right. Yeah. Like hobbies is one. Right. So, and so, uh, and then you try to figure out how to, what you need to do to bring it up, right? So, But at the next event, I'll sit down with you and, and um, okay, I me and you can do it together. Or well, there's videos yeah, you no, can cool. watch too. I'll, um, oh, cool. I'll connect you with Melanie and uh, we'll get you straightened out there.
1: Oh, cool. Awesome.
0: All right. So um, let's talk about your future, bro. So uh, how old are you?
1: Yeah, I'm 35.
0: All right. So w- when you're 45, what's your life look like?
1: Yeah, this was a this was a challenging. I think this is a challenging exercise for me because my life looks nothing today like I would have envisioned ten years ago, or maybe even five years ago. Um, for me, what I've learned though is that I'm passionate about uh, leadership, and I'm passionate about helping others um, think differently than than maybe what they what they thought that um, they could accomplish. So I'd like to to continue to grow. My, my leadership path. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to not still be involved in a, any day-to-day activity from a real estate standpoint um, and really would like to shift fully to leadership and, and teaching and training. So it's really just contributing to to a bigger impact by, um, by shaping the way that others think and, and the way that the way that others, uh, accomplish and, and set out from mindset standpoint. Um, and, and I envision real estate being the vehicle for that, given that that's the area that I'm, that I'm vertically aligned in. And, and hopefully by that time I've figured out how to have some better life balance.
0: That's good. All right, good. I like it. So let's talk some specifics. So, um, the, the, uh, the, you know, every, every country music star, rock star, whatever has a greatest hits album um and in that greatest hits album they have you know every song that did well on the billboard charts so we have echo abundance we have past greatest hits and we have future greatest hits if you had to pick two moments like really like poignant moments where they were like wow you know that when you let's say you're on your deathbed and you know how in movies People's lives flash through their mind in the movies on their deathbed of all these memories, these like really cool memories of their life.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: so that's what your greatest hits are, right? Your your what's gonna flash through your mind. So we're gonna do your past ones first. So what are two past greatest hits for Eric?
1: I think for me, when, when, I was, when I was thinking about this, um, what I realized is either either I don't put a lot of weight on, on what I've been through in order to get to here, or, or maybe I'm, I, I don't stop long enough to focus on the, finding the joy in the everyday parts of life. Because when I thought about it, the first, the first two things come to my mind were, um, one was the day that I graduated college. And it's not a very monumental day because I just always expected to graduate college. But what I, what I remember from that was looking up into the to the stands and my dad was as excited as I've ever seen him um, before or after. And and I think that for me that was a that was a a big moment of feeling like I had made my father proud. Uh, he'd grown up farming and had. Um. Very little childhood from a from a play standpoint, and it always worked. And so, so he always wanted me to live a different life. And uh, and then, you know, capitalizing on that formal education brought him a lot of joy that day. And, and so that was a that was a proud moment for me. Simultaneously, even though it was an expectation that that I um, expected to accomplish. And I think recently it was it was becoming the number one team. Uh, in our region from a, from a real estate standpoint, because I had been successful as an individual. But it meant that I had to become someone that I was not in order to lead people to inspire them to become simultaneously successful in order for us all to accomplish a goal. And so I had to really change the way I thought about everything in life and about what I wanted to accomplish by being able to um, have success through others and, and that's I think sparked uh, a really more of an outward focus of where I'm driven now by other people not necessarily by what I can accomplish
0: hmm. yeah I like that I, li- I really like the one of your dad I can vision him like standing up and yeah. like, clapping his hands big-ass smile <laughs> yeah. and like you did it you know my son yeah. graduated college you know yeah yeah it, it was awesome. it was really cool all right so let's take two visions in the future like what's two future greatest hits for you
1: that's um gosh you know my my uh i've always been someone who said that i didn't want to get married or didn't envision myself getting married or having children, and yet fascinatingly, I have the most amazing girlfriend and uh, she has a has a two year old and um, and i'm actually excited about having uh, such a an amazing relationship for once that um, really brings me a lot of fulfillment and a lot of joy and um, and so I love her and and him the two year old so one of those fu- one of those future greatest hits is actually probably marrying her and and playing a, a pivotal role in in shaping his life and and from a second one standpoint um, it would be it would be some uh, some leadership accomplishment. I don't know what that would look like necessarily, Pat, but, um, you know, when I look at my, when I look at my vision board, one of the things that I've had on for the last couple of years is to, to be on stage. like at a, at the Keller Williams event, whether that be mega camp or family reunion and not because of the, the ego that gets attached to it, but because of the act of becoming and mm. becoming somebody that, I idolized when I was, when I was broke, uh, and to be able to be that person for someone else, it would be the end result of something that I never thought I could actually accomplish when I, when I sat in that audience.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that'll happen. I mean, you're, you're you, you yeah. know, here's the thing, right? I mean, you already, you already did it with the sales team, whether or not you get on stage, I don't know, but, but yeah. Certainly you have an opportunity with your market center there, right? You know, like to take that to a whole nother level.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah, you got sure. a lot of
0: opportunities. You to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Easy. Easy for sure. What do you think, like, if if you had to think about this, Eric, what do you think your greatest strength is?
1: Typically I would say, I mean, this is non, non-pillar related, but um, I would say focus is focus. that I'm – i yeah, I'm I'm obsessive from a focus standpoint, almost to a detriment. And that mm. when when I have a when I have a goal, um, very little will get in the way of that goal. And so I have so you know we were mentioning before went on that that I feel like we've already met because I've listened to literally a few hundred, probably probably <laughs> five hundred plus of the eight hundred or so um, of yeah. the real estate wow. rockstar podcast because. I have an obsession from a focus standpoint and, and that's good and bad.
0: Yeah. I have the same problem. I mean, it's not a problem actually. It drives you. I mean, it's good, right? It's good. I mean, it it alienates some people because you're kind of relentless and you know what I mean? Like you're like, get out of my way and, you know, tunnel vision. Right. And, uh, and also it's hard to pull you away. I have the same problems, but yeah, but I think at the end of the day, it serves you well. So that's your superpower. What What do you say? Uh, what If that's your superpower, what's your kryptonite? Like, where's your weakness?
1: Saying no. You know, I have the, I have, uh, I am definitely a yes man. I have a hard time saying no to the, hey, do you have a minute? Hey, mm-hmm. can you, can you help with this? Can I call you for that? Mm-hmm. Can we meet to talk about this? Um, I was raised in a way in which you, you were always polite and you always agreed to help whenever asked. And, and that served me well. And it's also probably one of my biggest weaknesses because what it means yeah. is I don't, I don't have time for some of the things that are actually truly yeah. important.
0: And if you get married and become a dad, you know, that's going to be even more of a problem. Yep. <laughs> Guar- guaranteed. Right like you know yeah. then then you're making choices then you're like choosing some random who's never sold a house ever before and probably will quit in 6 months and yeah. helping them versus going to your kids baseball game right i mean yeah. like 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 you know then you're making real fucking choices mm-hmm. that you know that are wrong just yeah. just that's by I, being nice and polite
1: that's right and so for what i've had to do then is create almost barriers around myself to, to do a better job of saying no. So that's not having a cell phone number that's public, mm. not, you know, oddly enough, my agents don't have my contact information for that reason. And, um,
0: hmm. and,
1: you know, the, I've had to try to insulate or create workarounds for uh, what is my biggest weakness to for office to hours. Do you
0: have like office that. hours like for agents? Like, you know, here's, you know 10 to 12 is when i see agents that's it so anything like that have you ever tried that
1: i yeah i do i do one day a week and then even even still i'll you know right now like my cell phone i don't have and the the number is forwarded to my assistant and that really is to to that's protect awesome. me from me yeah
0: so you're good at that i mean you i guess you know it's your kryptonite but but you've already put systems in place right like
1: yeah I just know if that if someone gets if someone gets in front of me, typically they get time, and that's the that's, uh, yeah, that's It's hard to I, be a dick uh,
0: up close. You know what I mean. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I think we, you that's know, right. what are you going to do? Yeah. Especially if they're one of your agents, and then they quit and go to another brokerage, and then you're like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: yep, yeah, that's so, a big struggle for me.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Again, I think that's typical of probably most Go Bros. So uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to wrap this up uh, by uh, asking a question here. Let me pull up the GoBundance app. I'm going to ask a random question of Eric on the GoBundance app. I'm going to GoBundance card game generate random questions.
1: I'm kind of scared here.
0: (laughs) Eric, if if you cashed it all in to live to one spot forever... To live in one spot forever, right? Cast all your money in. You're gonna live in one spot till you die. Where's it gonna be?
1: I wish I had a really good answer, and um, and I'm not sure that I I'm not sure that I do. Although, as I rack my brain thinking about it, I'm not sure that I would do anything differently. I honestly i I think I would live here, and that sounds ridiculous to say that paradise is indianapolis indiana but i think the reality is is paradise is wherever we are Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um and so for me the people that i love are here my family is here and um and i'm happy and so i'm not sure what else that i could want or look for in life and and so i'll i guess the answer would be here
0: indianapolis indiana
1: there you it's go. Not, it's it is certainly not a bucket list adventure
0: <laughs> before and before before this call you were telling me not to come visit <laughs> yeah that's the truth
1: that is
0: the truth but, <laughs> but that's okay no i get it because yeah. you know you're you know your family everything's there so yeah i get it and yeah. it could change right it could be 20 years from now you know you have a different perspective right like you know you'll be like hey, it's cold here it rains too much and people can oh, move, all of those move things. on and pass away and, yeah. and all that stuff, you know? So yeah, absolutely. But yeah. today your answer is Indianapolis and it's cool. It's a good answer. Yeah. All
1: right, I, I mean, I, I lived in, uh, I lived in Tucson when I worked in television and the weather was better and the environment was better. There was more to do. And, and yet there was still, there was still that missing piece of friendship relationships and that wholeness of, of being with people that I care about and so I think that's at the end of the day why I would say Indy
0: nice nice alright Eric well it's good to get to know you buddy uh, look forward to and meeting you face to face at a future uh, GoBundance event
1: awesome thanks so much Pat I appreciate it in life to be honest I failed as much as i succeed. succeeded but I love my wife I love my life and I wish you my kind of success. Don't step to me, bitch Now you can cry